Welcome to the HR Like a Boss podcast. I'm your host, John Bernadovich. Thank you so much for listening. Please consider liking, commenting, subscribing, and sharing with a friend. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals with the hope to find out what it takes to do HR like a boss. On today's episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Andrew Bartlow. Andrew and I actually met just recently through professional networking and kind of like-minded business owners and HR consultants. So Andrew, welcome to the HR Like a Boss podcast. Thanks a lot, John. Good to be with you. How is your day going today? Um, it's, it's cold here in uh, the Bay Area of California. I've got my, my sweater on, my hot tea, uh, but going really well. Another busy day here at the end of the year. Love it. So for those that don't know you, Andrew, why don't you share a little bit about your, your professional background and what you're working on these days? Sure, sure. Well, uh, 25 plus years of human resources experience at companies very large and very small and everything in between have been, uh, I think I've worked for, call it a dozen companies over those 25 years and have been in the top job, top human resources job, call it four times um, over that period. Uh, a couple of years ago, had a great exit from a real estate tech company that I had a you know, little tiny piece of when it got huge. And uh, I pulled my golden parachute and I wrote my bucket list book and I started consulting and advising private equity backed and venture backed uh, companies and, and mentoring other HR leaders. So I do that in a, in a couple of different ways. But uh, yeah, that's what I've been up to uh, lately. And um, you're really, really pleased to share uh, whatever I can with your audience. Awesome. I know some of you are actually able to see the, the, the recording of our podcast. We do that to get it out on social media through YouTube. But for those of you listening, I'm going to give you a quick visual. And back behind Andrew is uh, looks like some pictures that his kids drew or painted. And uh, it's really cute. And he also has a, a shelf there with some books underneath it. But one super highlighted called Scaling for Success. So and he just pointed at it uh, for those of you that are listening in. So t- tell us a little bit about your book and congratulations on kind of living. That's living the American dream, right? Cashing out early, writing a book, living in California. You think it's you think it's like a cold day when it's 50 degrees. Come, come live in Northeast Ohio. <laughs> yeah, I'm clearly soft and uh, I have absolutely nothing to complain about. That's for sure. Um, yeah, the, the book is uh, called Scaling for Success, People Priorities. Uh, for high growth organizations. My, my co-author, Brad Harris, is a management professor. I, I really wanted to combine the, the practical hard knocks experience that I had in the world of HR, working for a bunch of different places, and the, the academic grounding in how does this stuff really work? I, I've seen, especially out here in the Bay Area, and this is why I wrote the book, I, I've seen so many companies and so many people just gravitate towards whatever the flavor of the month was and whatever the, you know, air quote best practice was. And like, let's, let's do this work a little better. Let's, let's elevate the function. And uh, I've learned a few things and I've made a bunch of mistakes along the way. And the the book was my attempt to be useful in helping the human resources function, you know, up level. Not everybody can go back and get a master's degree where I, I went straight through and got it myself. And and there's a lot they don't teach you in, in your master's degree. So, you know, that I was trying to share some of the wisdom and, and uh, without going straight into a playbook, what are some of the things that would be useful for an HR leader 
or for an entrepreneur uh, to know as they try to help their company grow? Sure. I won't put you on the spot and tell you the kind of highlighted points of the book, because my guess is as we go through our Q&A here in a bit, you'll get to share some of those insights. I know the fascinating part about writing the book and where the podcast came about is uh, getting those ideas out of your mind and onto a piece of paper and then actually reading them out loud, sometimes listening to them read out loud. It's like, well, that was a good idea or well, that was a really bad idea or something in between. So writing a book, that, that's one of the most uh, unique benefits I was not anticipating of just some of the ideas. And my wife joked with me, like once I told her the manuscript of the book, H Like a Boss is 75,000 words. She's like, you have that much to say? I'm like, I, I, I guess I do, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, getting getting your thoughts together, huge benefit. Um, you know, crystallizing, you know, saying it a little bit more elegantly when you put that that much time and, and effort into it, and and then the editing process. Like a lot, a lot of people will self publish or just put it out on Amazon. And I I really put myself through the ringer by by working with Columbia University, who is the publisher of of this book. And boy, they they had review after review, and you know, group after group was, was digging through it and. Um, I feel like it came out better, but boy, it came out a lot slower as, as a result I, of going through it. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. All good things do take time, right? So that's a great, great exercise to go through. So, all right. We always ask our, our guests, the very first question on this podcast is to share, and you, you have a very unique perspective on this. So I'll be curious to see what your response is. The purpose of human resources, according to Andrew Bartlow, how would you describe that? Oh my goodness! I don't know if I fully prepared for that one. That's a, that's like a meaning of life uh, question. Uh, so the purpose of human resources, the purpose of the human resources function, I think, is to help a organization meet its goals. That that's the that's the high level view. Um, and, and to do that, there, there's lots of sub bullets there. You need to understand what those goals are, understand who your stakeholders are. Yeah, so it's it's the investors, it's the leadership team, it's the employees, it's the community, it's the your customers, the broader world at large. But you know, at the highest level, I think the purpose of human resources is to help an organization meet its goals. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Yeah, it's a big component of business success. You mentioned all those different stakeholders that were are within an organization and understanding their what they're trying to achieve and how human resources can support them because people are trying to do the things, whatever it is in those particular departments or within those customers. So cool. Well, one of the unique things about writing a book is that it compelled me to become better read myself. And so I, I found, uh, I really enjoy audiobooks and probably one of the best audiobooks that I've listened to was one of Brene Brown's uh, where she, where in the audiobook, it almost felt like she was talking to you, not reading the book. So I, I give her a ton of credit, and obviously people uh, are invested in in her message. But one one of the things that stands out to me this is clear is kind, you know, unclear is unkind. So you being in an entrepreneurial role, leadership in four, you know four different companies, a head of HR responsibility, um, how how can you help leadership establish clarity on those mo most important aspects of your client's business? And I think you mentioned about goals and your in your purpose. So it's kind of how how are you going to do that? Yeah, well, it it's it starts with deciding what those goals are, uh, and the human resources function and HR leader. We are usually best positioned to help the business leaders do that. 
where if if the CEO or the senior leadership team hasn't already clarified it, and at lots of high growth, high change organizations, it's so chaotic where they're trying to do everything all at once. Um, it, it, it becomes a real challenge at, at small businesses uh, of all types um, to really firm up around what are those key few priorities. So decide, an HR team can help facilitate through that, um, write it down and communicate the heck out of it. Um, so that, that's how you establish clarity. I, I, really like, I really like Patrick Lencioni's work, uh, author of Five Dysfunctions of a Team, The Advantage, a you know, bunch of stuff. He, he has uh, six questions for clarity that I'll turn to with a number of my clients. And um, I, I find that to be immensely helpful in getting organizational alignment. Yeah, I love that. I don't know what those six are, so I'm going to Google uh, Patrick's work. I do know you being from the Bay Area, one of uh, my favorite books that he wrote was uh, Getting Naked, which had that fictitious consulting organization that was uh, a kind of small giant that nipped at the heels of the larger consulting firm. And when they acquired them and eventually didn't end up acquiring, if I remember how the book ended, that uh, it was a unique um, convergence of those two different cultures and egos and, and how all that played out. So that's cool. Yeah. Is he from, is he from the Bay area? Is he, yeah, okay. he, he, uh, he lives just up the road around the corner from me and he has a you know, pretty, pretty good sized consulting business of his own through the table group. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Check that out. Patrick Lincioni for our listeners. A lot, a lot of great reads out there uh, to Andrew's point. So Moving on to a, a, what I thought was probably the most controversial topic when I started down this path of, of presenting on HR Like a Boss and, and writing the book and doing the podcast was this idea of why when I talk to people that aren't in HR, they get this frowned look on their face, uh, disgruntled feeling, and sometimes they'll say, I hate HR, right? Wow, those are strong words. So there's this stigma, I think, that, that exists, I believe, more so outside of the profession than in uh, I certainly hope, but uh, of this, you know, HR is the, is the police, uh, HR is the devil, HR is fill in the blank of a, a bad word that doesn't make you feel good. How do you think the human resource profession got to that point? And then how do they break that stigma of that perception? Yeah. Hey, I've, I've had similar issues um, where for, for years, I, when people asked me what I did for a living, I wouldn't say HR. I was embarrassed to say it because I'd get those, you know, uncomfortable comments. Um, I, I would say something to the effect of I do internal management consulting, which, which is accurate. Like that's, that's the work, but it, it's, it's telling where, you know, somebody that, you know, did it for as long as, as I continue to do, um, wouldn't, wouldn't fess up to working in HR. Yeah. I think people, I think HR practitioners can go astray and find themselves doing the work without thinking about the context of the work. So maybe that's trying, overly focusing on one stakeholder or one aspect of the work, overly focusing on compliance or um, litigation risk mitigation or keeping the leadership team happy, you know, trying to push through programs or the, the brightest, shiniest, most progressive HR practices that we read about on the weekend. So if you go native 
go too far in any one of those camps. If you're not thinking about the, the broader, why does HR exist and who are all your stakeholders and what's all the stuff that you're trying to accomplish, uh, th that's where people can rightly resent the work that we do. If, if we lose the context and don't balance it and position it properly. Yeah, that point of context is really profound if you really dive into that. And then taking that broader perspective of those that may not be in the room that you're having the compliance-related discussion about, but understanding that kind of the, the, the downward impact that those decisions that can be made that can maybe not feel right to certain people or can alienate them or uh, even worse, you know, put them in a spot where they can't be successful in their role. So I, I love that. Great point. All right, so so Andrew, here's an awkward point for me. Uh, we we have a sponsor of the podcast, and that sponsor is somewhat near and dear to my heart. So I'm gonna do a shameless plug for my own firm. So for those of you listening, tell tell me what you think in in the comments or send me a an email at john at willary.com. So uh, Willary has sponsored the formation and continues to provide resources needed to put on this podcast. Willary's purpose is to empower people and is focused on supporting mid-sized companies with their search and staff augmentation services, specifically focused in human resources and payroll, and also provides some unique client-side HR technology consulting support. If you're struggling to find talent for your HR and payroll teams or not getting the return on the investment in your HR tech, please visit www.willary.com to learn more. Did I do okay, Andrew? Was that all right? I like it. Well done. Okay. What's that website one more time? Oh, good. I'll spell it out for you. Thank you. That was, uh, you, you, I, did, I didn't pay you for that, but I'll have to. It's, <laughs> it's www.willory.com. And for those not listening, I, I uh, just heard my, my wife leave to go pick up my two kids. I got a Will and a Mallory. So that's how the formation of the firm came to be. They'll be uh, 14 and 12, not too long from now. It's hard to believe as time goes by so fast. And they're, they're the reason why I do this every single day. And uh, luckily, it, it doesn't feel like work most times. So, all right. So we got by that uh, shameless plug. And uh, thank you again to our sponsor, Willery. So let's, let's move into a somewhat controversial topic. And I know uh, recently my firm has taken a tremendous uh, time and effort to invest in what, what the scaling up concept. It's a competitor to EOS. And inside of that, they have a foundational concept around how to structure your organization. And it is radically different than EOS's model. So for those of you that are familiar with it, EOS is, at least in my opinion, not the friendliest to human resources. But in the scaling up model, they follow the, uh, the recommendation of Ram, Ram Charan. I might be pr imp not pronouncing that correctly. So Ram, I apologize. I have to have you on the podcast to make sure I get that right. He wrote an article in the Harvard Business Review titled, It's Time to Split HR into two functions, what he called HR-A for administration, which would report into the CFO, and then the other he called HRLO for leadership and organization. And they'd focus on improving people capabilities of the business, and they would report to the CEO. What are your thoughts on that organizational structure in, in Rom's concept that got quite a bit of uh, publicity, good and bad, depending upon your perspective? There was definitely a lot of conversation um, about that in, in the field and, and beyond. I, I think it's a rational response to many of the shortfalls of the function. 
So, you know, just like we were talking before where um, th there's a trap for HR professionals to go native and get overly focused on one stakeholder or lose the context. If, if, if all your function's efforts are focused on compliance and administration, then who's doing the leadership and organization work? Or if all you do as the HR business partner is, you know, try to earn your seat at the table and provide all this, you know, influential uh, business advice around management practices, and you don't deliver the uh, the products and services flawlessly, you know, you're you're missing out on the HRA. So I think it's a rational complaint and a rational recommendation. However, I think there's real danger in separating the design of management practices and processes from the delivery of those practices and processes, which is essentially what he recommended. And, and I think downstream that leads to, you know, HR professionals doing one versus the other. And, you know, lot, lots of folks follow that model and have McKinsey consultants do the HRLO work. Um, and, and if you don't have the context of actually delivering the, the programs, um, if you're just doing the ivory tower design, um, stuff can get disconnected. So I think I'm going on and on about this, but I, I think it, it's rational to recommend splitting it apart, but ultimately it, I, I think it's better together if you have the right leader in place that can own it all. Yeah. I think it's a critical aspect of that. And that was the comment I was going to suggest. And I've, I've, I've talked to a few people about this as we, we look to build and refine our organizational structure at Willary to, to scale and grow and deliver for our employees first so they can deliver for our customers. The thing that stands out to me about this is that you have those two functions reporting to two different people, right? right? So there's no, in essence, synergy, as you mentioned, to an HR function. I do agree we need that leader and then segmenting underneath HR into this more administrative compliance, tactical related responsibility, and then people and leadership and organizational strategy, like you said, uh, potential ivory tower people stuff. So I think there's uh, something to the idea. Uh, I also find that unfortunately for those that might be listening who are an HR department of one, you, you are challenged to do all those things and then some, right? And that's sometimes uh, a, a, a course you can't complete or at least maybe complete it successfully. So uh, continue to listen in the podcast, follow people like Andrew on online and through his social media channels to, to get some more insights on how you can do that better. So, so speaking of a pillar of HR like a boss and just kind of owning a responsibility, uh, ownership, ownership is the, you know, the first two concepts in my mind of doing HR like a boss and doing it successfully. Well, you gotta, you gotta own what you do and you gotta love it. Right, because when we when we deal with people, they do some wild and crazy stuff, and you you better really like what you're doing, otherwise you might scratch your head. So, do you have a suggestion on what it takes for an HR professional to to take ownership in the field of human resources? Yeah, I think um, I think context is king. So, to take ownership in the HR field, you need to decide what your function will do. And to do that, you need to understand what your business is trying to accomplish. So to take ownership, it's get clarity and help drive clarity if it doesn't already exist 
at, at the company level or your division or wh wherever you operate, you know, for whatever your sphere of influence, try to drive that clarity around goals and priorities and make sure that the HR function is really closely aligned uh, to those business priorities. If you're doing your own thing, you're going to have a really tough time getting the resources and support and, you know, you'll maybe you'll be at the table, but you'll be serving coffee rather than like actually uh, contributing to the you know, future path of, of your organization. Yeah, I'll get to the, I'll get to that word. If you if you've been paying attention and listening, there's a word that Andrew's used a few times on today's podcast. There'll be a quiz at the end uh, that I think is really, really unique and compelling and, and something I haven't heard on this show before. So, so at that being said, I always get people out of here on this. The last question on the HR Like a Boss podcast is asking my guest, how do you describe someone that does HR Like a Boss? But I think ownership is a big, is a big piece of it. I think uh, uh, designing the experience, designing the employee experience through management practices and processes. So those are big flowery words. I'll, I'll try to share a, a short um, analogy. HR like a boss isn't just delivering the burger at, at a restaurant, right? With a smile and making a friend along the way. That's valuable. That's something you want on your team. That's a, a you know, customer service that you can be proud in, uh, proud of. There's higher value operating like a boss where you're designing the menu at that restaurant, where you're designing the employment experience, where you're helping the senior leadership team figure out how people move through that restaurant, what the roles should be, what the shift patterns are. So HR like a boss isn't just executing the work that somebody else puts in front of you. It's designing how your organization operates. That's awesome. And for those of you that are driving around listening to today's podcast and you find yourself rolling into a Wendy's or a McDonald's wanting to order a cheeseburger, we can blame Andrew for that because uh, I love analogies. I'm a sucker for them. And you totally got me on that. So really appreciated you uh, being on today's show. Andrew, real quick, I'm going to give a recap. You mentioned the purpose of HR is to, is to help the business meet its goals. And the simplest way to do that is to go through a discovery and an overall decision of what those goals are and communicate that, write them down and communicate that on a religious basis, making sure you understand all your stakeholders, not taking a myopic view of things and avoid going native, but always keeping things in context. That was the, the word of the day on the HR Like a Boss podcast. And I really love that because that context means so many things, different things to so many people. So you need to make sure you bring that perspective as you're serving so many in, in our roles in human resources. So Andrew, thank you for being on the show. John, really appreciate it. Thank you. you. You got it. Thank you for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please consider leaving a rating or review. And better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.